I'm Hannah. Hi, I'm Rochelle, and welcome to BoxBox F1 Pod. So we started this podcast because we visited a mutual friend uh, around the same time who introduced us to each other and then to Drive to Survive. A week later, we binged all three seasons and started BoxBox F1. We believe that BoxBox will put the fun into Formula One. So whether you're a DTS convert, friend, or a wag of another fan, or a diehard F1 fan yourself, and you're ready to go beyond the stats and have a bit more fun with your F1, we're for you. We're going to kick off with our inaugural episode uh, by discussing who's who um, in the Formula One paddocks. And it's a very opinionated guide so that you are up to date about all the key players. So for some brief background, Formula One is the fastest race car competition in the world with about 23 Grand Prix races all over the world. And currently there's 10 teams and they're primarily based in Europe. And generally the team structure is the CEO, the principal, and two drivers. And to uh, kickstart the teams, we're going to start with Mercedes the reigning champion in F1 for the last decade or so. And uh, we're starting with our all-time favorite CEO and principal, Toto Wolff. Toto is your quintessential Austrian in that he's very strong. (laughs) If your quintessential Austrian is Arnold Schwarzenegger, (laughs) Toto Wolff is your quintessential Austrian. Yes, exactly. But um, yeah, Toto is very direct, charming, friendly, but also loves war planning. Yes. And is very, um, you know, very Austrian in the way he does things. Everything follows order. Everything is very organized. But he's also a go-getter. He is the richest principal with a $700 million net worth because he owns part of Mercedes. Yes. But initially, he was rich before F1 because he founded investment companies in 1998 and 2004, both of which initially focused on internet and technology company investments. So we like to say Toto Wolf invested in the internet. Because I think he did. (laughs) That's what Wikipedia said. Wikipedia has hot takes on all the very generalized... (laughs) Descriptions of what each of these people did. But yes, Toto Wolf invested in the internet. We'd have no internet without Toto. And the number one driver on Mercedes is Sir Lewis Hamilton. He's won seven world championships, tied with uh, Michael Schumacher, who is an old F1 driver. Um, He is a sir. He was knighted by the queen herself, I think. I wasn't there, but I don't think anyone else knights people. Um, he is also the only black driver in F1, and um, he uses that platform to act, uh, to promote social causes like BLM, and also he's very into the environment. He's vegan and needs everyone to know it, and he has a vegan dog named Roscoe, but he's also a fashion icon, especially for Bottega boots. So that's Lewis Hamilton. He uh, was the number one driver for the last seven eight years um this year he has a bit more competition it's a bit more of a challenge for him um and we're very excited to see how the season ends next up the d2 driver though mercedes will never admit it is valtteri bodice yes we want justice for bodice yes 
Um, as Hannah likes to say, he is always the bridesmaid, <laughs> never D1. And yes. it's um, we went through a little anti-bodice moment um, when we started watching officially. Um, we were quite annoyed by him, but now we're back. We love bodice, but thinks but think he um, needs a mental break. Yeah, he's from Finland, and so he's very stoic. But he does seem to get a lot of joy out of his nude saunas. So that would probably be a good idea to decompress and refresh himself in there for a a year. Agreed. And if any of you uh, watched Drive to Survive, you would have been blessed with the ass flash we got of Bodice climbing into his sauna. Reddit endearingly calls him Big Booty Bodice. Love it. Um, and a quick disclaimer, we pronounce Valtteri Bottas, Valtteri Bottas, because we're American. British people pronounce it, I can't even repeat it. I think it's Botas. Botas, yeah. N- incorrect. Um, they think it's correct, but the way Valtteri pronounces it is Valtteri Bottas. Yeah. We are not going to do that. Okay, so <laughs> now we're moving <laughs> So the... Next team is Red Bull, and they're super fun and energetic. <laughs> Primarily because they are actually an energy drink manufacturer <laughs> that dabbled in F1 and are now killing it somehow. More than their, their original Red Bull drink, in my oh, opinion. Oh, by a mile. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the team principal, who's one of our faves, is... Christian Horner. He is married to Ginger Spice. Of Spice Girls fame. We appreciate, if you've watched Drive to Survive, you will agree with us that we really appreciate his commitment to charge head first into any fight. There is absolutely no hill Christian will not die on. Yep, he loves to protest anything and everything possible, but he does it in a very straightforward way where back in like 2020 or the years before he would just go up to Toto after the race and say I'm gonna protest this okay (laughs) and Toto would say well okay but you admit it was pretty cool (laughs) Christian's like yeah it was but I still need a win and Christian loves like getting under I think a lot of people's skin but especially Toto because he sees them as like rivals but um so christian will do anything he has to do to get an advantage which we appreciate yes um and like he's yeah he tries to get under toto's skin as a mind game he also if anyone recalls surreal of renault fame i think he just liked to get under his skin just because yeah no sometimes it's for entertainment sometimes it's for strategy yes but he's always having fun always he always has like a very he his eyes he is Smize. <laughs> he embodies Smize. Yes. Unfortunately, this year Red Bull is doing very well, which is not unfortunate, but it means that we don't get to see as many mind games from Christian because he just doesn't need those to level the playing field. Um, but he still loves a good gloat. They're st- they still ex- exchange some witty banter with Toto. Um, so that's fun to see. Yes. And the first driver for Red Bull is Max Verstappen. 
He is the youngest F1 driver. Uh, he was the youngest F1 driver to join F1 at 17 years old before he had a road license. Um, and he failed that a couple of times because he went too fast, which I find funny. He used to wear flat brim hats all the time and was a very angry little boy. Um, but now he's matured to curved cap max, as we like to call it. It's a new era. He is mature. He's cool. He's calm. He's collected. Um, and we love to see it. Yes. So in Drive to Survive, that was the flat brim era. So Max kind of got not a negative edit, but there were some villainous moments. But don't let that fully inform your judgment on Max because this season and then like in F1 and then season four of Drive to Survive, I'm sure will show the curve cap Max who is friendly, fun, energetic, not a villain. He's actually kind of a hero. He has a whole <laughs> army behind him. <laughs> I really love to see his rise. I call it BCC before curve cap. And he literally rose like Jesus Christ. And now we're in the AC era <laughs> after curves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so the D2 driver of Red Bull is new this year. Um, Sergio Perez, also known as Checo. Um, and he was very brave coming into the D2 seat because, as we all know, it is cursed and has a new driver every 30 seconds. But he's a miracle, is all I'll say. Yes, um, he so he kind of really made his moment to shine in 2020 when he was racing for uh, Racing Point at the Bahrain Grand Prix. He made this huge comeback from P18 to 1, and that got him noticed, mainly by Christian. And so he was pulled into the D2 spot, and this 2021 season... Um, we like to call him the tire king because his tire management is honestly, it's unbelievable. Like he drives on the same tires for more than half of a race. Yes, far longer than the tire life expectancy. And he's pretty consistent, like almost always getting a podium or like P4. He's like always in the top five. And so he's really the second driver Christian's been looking for because he provides Max with the support Max needs to, you know, win all these races. It's a dream come true for Red Bull, for us, for Checo. And we love him because his attitude is just so important for a D2 driver. He's calm. He's cool. He's collected. Yes, he is incredibly stable. He's really known as like a family man. And so just in all aspects of life, on and off the track, he just seems to have the mental and emotional stability you need for a second driver. Part of the reason we think that Checo and the entire Red Bull team is so calm this season is because they're using Theragun massages. Yeah, so the video we saw circulating was that they have like a whole row of Theragun machines there and they're all using them. Um, and Christian said that Therabody is ensuring health and the ultimate success of their team, which makes me like wonder like about their personality changes. Christian hasn't protested. Max only had one tantrum, and Checo's just Checo. So like, what came first? Did were they successful and then they calmed down, or did they Theragun 
the the tension right out of them and replace it with success? Great question. Thanks. <laughs> Guess they drilled all that tension out. Yes, and they did. Could only be filled by success. But yeah, we love Red Bull. Okay, do you want to do McLaren? Sure. So the next team, one of our faves, all-time faves, is McLaren. They are doing pretty well this year. We are very excited to see their success because they went through a period. They used to be great enough one, then they went through a bit of a slump. And now they're making their way back up the grid. And um, leading the charge is our favorite human on the entire planet, CEO of McLaren, Zach Brown. Yes. The most important fact you need to know about Zach Brown is that he's American because that explains everything he does. <laughs> <laughs> he's incredibly involved. He's not only the CEO, but he's like the biggest cheerleader for McLaren. And he has the most adorable father-son relationship with Lando Norris. And I really like whenever Lando podiums or does really well, Zach will run around <laughs> the entire McLaren paddock whooping and slap everyone on the back or on the head like his son just won the Super Bowl. And I love that. He's just overall such happy vibes. He's so jolly. Yes. He's basically the Santa of F1. He is the Santa of F1 because he also gives his drivers toy cars. And in Drive to Survive, you could see his office and there's toy cars everywhere. <laughs> Yes, he when when Daniel signed on, he gave Daniel a little toy car and said he has the real life version and should Daniel podium, he will get a chance to drive in the real life version, which got Daniel very excited. Zach is the Santa of F1 and Lando is his trusted elf. <laughs> but I also just really like when Zach hugs Lando. I like when he lifts Lando off the ground so Lando's Lando's feet are dangling in the air. <laughs> I did love you, that. Did you did you ever watch Princess Diaries? Yes. You know when she was like she really wanted her first like foot popping pins. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. That's basically the equivalent. Yep, Zach pops Lando right off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, Andreas Saito is the team principal of uh, McLaren, and I'm sure he's excellent at his job, but um. We began to notice that uh, Zach did most of the press and the media and stuff for, um, and the Netflix show for McLaren. Um, and then we watched an interview with Andreas and we understood why. Yes, Zach brings the fun, Andreas brings none. <laughs> and Andreas should not be used for public relations. But I am certain he's doing a fine job, so he should just stay in that. Agreed. He's just a very awkward man. Yeah. Lovely. He seems lovely and sweet. Just, um, not press material. Yeah. But anyways, the first driver for McLaren is Lando. We love Lando. Um, he's, um, he started as a, as a little baby. I think he was 19 or so. Yeah. And we watched him truly, truly blossom into a man he's he's a man now i think but on his way still he still drinks gallons of milk 
Yes. The most That's concerning his favorite. part. Yes. The most concerning part of Lando's personality is his obsession with milk. Um, and it's sort of indicative of his taste palette in general. Um, he's a little nervous about different food. Um, when, when Carlos Sainz was on the team, they did a lot of food videos. And um, Carlos was very encouraging for Lando to expand his horizons. But Lando was a little tentative. Yeah, Lando did not try sushi when offered. No. The, he chose the cup of noodles yes. over the sushi. So his journey through manhood is just beginning. <laughs> Everyone loves Lando and wants him to succeed. Here, here. Daniel Ricardo is the second driver from McLaren, and he's from Australia. Yep, and um, if you watch Drive to Survive, he was chosen as the intro to F1, and understandably so. He's very charming, he's very charismatic, always has a smile on his face. Um, it's infectious. He just has a great energy. Um, he is a bit of an F1 hoe. He jumped around a lot. Um, he, when we got here, he started at Red Bull, um, made his way to Renault, and now he's at McLaren. Yep. And leaves and a trail of broken hearts in his wake. Yes. He's a heartbreaker. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the next team is Ferrari, and we just like to say up top that we respect Ferrari and its long legacy and its prestige. Yes. And, but that the both can be true, what we're about to say, and our respect for Ferrari. So the team principal is Mattia Benotto. We like to call him the Italian Ronald McDonald. He has very luscious, like, black, voluminous, curly hair that really goes up and away. And he's always dressed head to toe in red. The belt, the socks, the shoes, the jeans, the, sh the shirt, it's all red. Yes, he really does look like Ronald McDonald, and it's hard not to see it <laughs> every time. It's but, also because they're sponsored by Shell, so there's like a yellow. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, there's a giant yellow seashell on his red jumpsuit. But yeah, he's really passionate about Ferrari. I don't think he's super connected to social media or the world, because... Drive to Survive revealed that Mattia does not have Netflix or really seem to know what that was. He's busy engineering, I think. Haven't seen the results of that. Right. But, um, we respect Ferrari and Mattia's resume. Yes. So the first driver for Ferrari is Charles Leclerc. And he's pretty <laughs> no but no he's actually a great person he has a lot of heart and kindness and he was a godson to uh jules bianchi who was a up-and-coming f1 driver who aspired to join ferrari but he died four or five years ago in an f1 crash and so it was really tragic and Charles also lost his dad around the same time. He basically, because he's from Monaco and he looks like a prince, he has an abnormally symmetrical face, 
is just gorgeous all around, has a gorgeous girlfriend, and yeah, like kind of a tragic backstory that's really propelling him to succeed or like make progress in F1. So we we are always rooting for Charles. Always. It's impossible not to root for the man. You almost expect like little birds and like rabbits to be running around him. Yes, I expect that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, he's sweet. And then the second driver for Ferrari is Carlos Sainz Jr. He is also pretty. Yeah. And the current reigning king of Spain. Um, Lots of pastels tucked into jeans with belts. Love him, though. He is hot. (laughs) Yeah, he's very good looking. And he also has a great sense of humor. He likes to joke around. And he interacts with a lot of the F1 accounts on social media. We also are huge fans of his cousin slash manager, Kako. Love Kako. Kako is like the... He's suave. He's sophisticated. He's scholarly. He walks around in a little vest or a gilet with a little pastel shirt underneath and these thick-rimmed glasses and just looks at graphs and stuff. Everything you'd want in a man. Yes. Carlos is young. The young version of what you want in a man. Yeah. And then you evolve to Kako. Just yes. wonderful. Um, but also, Carlos is a wonderful driver. He's yes. like deceptively fantastic. There's a lot more to him than meets the eye, I think. Next is Alphatari. Um, Alphatari is the junior team to uh, Red Bull. And um, it is also sponsored by Alphatari, which is a fashion brand. And um, all the drivers are forced to wear the Alphatari brand clothes. And it looks like they're in a post-apocalyptic prison. Or Westworld. Regardless, not a good look. Um, And the team principal is Franz Toast. So the first driver for Alphatari is Pierre Gasly. And he is the comeback king and loves a redemption arc for himself. Yes, he, there is no one I have ever seen to like really like face a challenge or a setback the way he does. He got demoted from Red Bull, came back and won. His friend passed away, he came back with an incredible race. Like he really races with his entire heart and all his energy and... I just, I think he's underrated and he's got a great future ahead of him. He also looks a little like Wolverine, but that's fine. He's got a lot of swag. Yeah, he looks like a nice Wolverine. Yeah, nice French Wolverine with swag, as long as it's not getting muted by Alphatari. <laughs> yeah, they gotta get, they gotta escape that dystopian hell. <laughs> um, and then the second driver for Alphatari is Yuki Sonoda. And to our shock, we found out he was born in 2000, which actually makes him an adult. He's, like, 21. He's, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But regardless, adore Yuki with all our hearts and soul. Yes, his favorite things about F1 are the food, because um, at Alphatari, he gets to eat Italian food for some reason. (laughs) Because Alphatari's Italian, but he also eats Japanese food because Honda. <laughs> and then his second favorite thing is tire blankets, which keep his tires warm so he doesn't have to do a bunch of warm-up laps. 
Yes. He loves that. Truly, he said those are his favorite things about F1. (laughs) And we believe him, because actually he gets obviously asked questions at every Grand Prix about random stuff, and usually it's like, what's your favorite thing about this country or this track? And he always gives a shout-out to a good comfort food. Yes. His favorite thing about Austria? Schnitzel. His least favorite thing about Austria? Eating, having to force himself to eat schnitzel less because he ate it every day. Yes. Um, Loves schnitzel. He also, for listing things Yuki likes, loves the word fuck. Because I'm pretty sure he learned English via gaming. He's a huge gamer. um, And shouts fuck all the time. And sometimes I'm pretty sure he's a little confused whether he's playing Xbox or driving on the track. We also love to see this blossoming friendship between Pierre and Yuki. And they make a great pair. And we like to call them Gasanoda. Yes. Hashtag Gasanoda. Yep. Hashtag not puking. <laughs> yes. Good call. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the next team is Aston Martin. And they were previously Racing Point, And before that, they were Force India. And they changed their color this year from the Racing Point's bubblegum pink color to a nice British racing green. And the CEO of Aston Martin is Lawrence Stroll. (laughs) We love Lawrence Stroll, which I realize is a controversial take on him (laughs) but he um is a badass and i think part of that is part of that perception is due to the edit netflix gave him which is just putting him into slow-mo and this like badass music playing in the background as he strolled through f1 circuits and paddocks and stuff so we love him he has 3.2 billion dollar net worth because he brought fashion to canada they did not have it before and now they do Yes, he invested a lot in Ralph Lauren and Michael Kors. And he also had a great moment in Drive to Survive where last year, Racing Point, when they revealed their car, they were being accused of basically stealing the Mercedes design from 2019. And so he went into a tent by himself on a lone chair but not a nice chair, like a scary chair. A fold-out chair. <laughs> a fold-out chair in a tent. Nothing behind him except a white screen. And he <gasps> went on video and it it was very much like an ISIS hostage video where he addressed the public and said, These accusations are false. Under no circumstances did we steal the Mercedes design. I will not stand for these accusations. Something, something, something. It was alarming. And then he finished and immediately went, so was that good? And for some reason, someone went like, yup. (laughs) Well, I think the vibe that Lawrence Stroll gives off, because another prominent scene in Drive to Survive that I think made a lot of people not really like him is that he came into a meeting sat down looked at the guy leading the meeting and he's like you have me for 15 minutes go (laughs) which i get like his edit and probably how he is is just like not the most approachable 
or like friendly person ever, but that's because his time is worth so much money. He just has to get to the point and he, you know, friendliness takes time. Yes, exactly. You don't make $3.2 billion by saying, you know what, take as long as you need in this meeting. Got nothing else to do. You don't get $3.2 billion by releasing press releases that are like, so sorry, guys. Didn't mean to offend you. Blah, 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 blah. No, you say, we did not do this. We rule. Screw you. And then you leave the tent. So that's why we love Lawrence. He's just a badass all around. And he's so rich. It's (laughs) inconceivable. (laughs) Yes. Love, love, love Lawrence. Um, next is Otmar Sazafne. He is the, um, team principal, um, at Aston Martin. And he, um, I think Lawrence makes him nervous, is the vibe I get. Um, yep, he's always looking over his shoulder to make sure Lawrence isn't there, (laughs) but he is. (laughs) Always lurking. (laughs) Um, and also, unfortunately for Otmar, he had to purchase a lot of brand new pink clothes um, when they were Racing Point, sponsored by BWT, and that has now been rendered moot because they are now British Racing Green. So I'm sure that's lying around somewhere completely useless. That's really nothing else to Otmar. Yep. So the first driver for Aston Martin this year is Sebastian Vettel, who has an incredibly impressive F1 history. He was a four-time world champion. And you might ask, why don't you quit while you're ahead? (laughs) (laughs) Hannah asks that regularly. (laughs) But, you know, he's having fun. Yeah. He just turned 34. He actually, he got P2 a couple weeks ago. So he's fine-ish. Better than some other elderly people on track. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah, no, he has a good attitude. He's humorous. He kind of is like has that sarcastic vibe, but also is like still smiley and fun. So I like his personality. Yeah. A friend of ours said they banged Seb and we unequivocally think that that is the incorrect take on the situation. You can grab a beer with Seb Mm -hmm. because he's got bants. Um, The next driver is Lance Stroll. Some of you might be thinking, wow, what a familiar name. And that is because (laughs) he is the son of billionaire Lawrence Stroll. Yes, Lance Stroll is the ultimate daddy driver. Yes. Daddy driver is um, a term we found on the internet that is vastly underused. And it's the same thing as a paid driver, which means someone paid for you to be on this team. And in this case... Lance got his seat because his father purchased the seat. Literally. He acts like an under-socialized rich kid who was homeschooled his entire life um, until he was, like, unceremoniously thrust into F1 and suddenly required to constantly socialize and has not had this experience up until now. Um, So poor Lance. He seems to be adjusting. (laughs) But we have seen his growth. Yes. He's way better now than he was in, like, season one of Drive to Survive. Much better. Um, someone also said that <laughs> um, that Lance Stroll has not just not socialized with people in general. He's also probably the first time socializing with his father, which um, 
harsh, probably true, but um, I feel like what other kind of father could Lawrence be? He was making billions. Exactly. And he bought him a car in F1. Lance and he clearly, court. he clearly loves him because when Lance does well, Lawrence like beams pride. Yes, although when Lance crashed, Lawrence like thumbs up. You good? <laughs> yeah, no. So, but we sh- we're, we're we're sure their relationship is strong and unbreakable. Lance posts some funny pictures of Lawrence sleeping on occasion, which are great. <laughs> yes, love to see Lawrence behind the scenes. <laughs> Um, the man behind the stroll yes so the next team is alfa romeo which is the sister team to ferrari yes the team principal is frederick vasseur the first driver is kimi raikkonen and he's a very sarcastic finn yes very matter of fact does not dawdle with his words he was asked once, how do you feel that you've won this race? And he said, don't feel much. <laughs> then he was asked, why'd you spin on the track? And he said, I spun. So that's Kimmy. Yep. And he sometimes does advertisements on social media. And on Instagram, he was advertising like the Samsung Galaxy 10 or whatever and his ad was just i choose samsung and a mirror pic of him taking a mirror selfie with a samsung it got the point across um he he other than his um commercial content on instagram it's mostly just dedications to his wife and children loves his wife refers to his children as ice cubes oh he's old he's 41 yeah, he had he had a good run earlier in his career, and now he's doing it as a hobby. Yes, which he literally said. Yep. <laughs> he is a two-time world champion, though, so um, respect for being a great F1 driver at one point in your life. Also respect for getting $20 million for your hobby, so... Yeah, he's enjoying himself, even though he never smiles. Never, ever. He does have a yacht named One More Toy, which I think is funny. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I yeah. So the second driver on Alfa Romeo is Antonio Giovinazzi. Yep. He has nice hair. Yep. Next team is <laughs> Alpine, which was previously Renault. And they completely rebranded because Renault used to be the yellow cars. Alpine is just dark blue and really blends in with the background. Yeah. Um, well, there usually are in the background. Actually, that's not fair. They're somewhere in the middle. But um, Alpine is the um, the subsection of Alpine that produces race cars. So it's their race car brand. So it's still Renault. Um, just for some, I guess they're marketing their race cars. <laughs> not enough people are purchasing Alpines. Okay, so the team principal is Lauren Rossi. Lorraine? Lorraine Rossi? I don't know. Um, he um, was he replaced Cyril Abitabu, um, who we loved. And all we'll say about Lauren is that he's not our Renault team principal. Nope. Our hearts are with Cyril. 
but we miss him desperately, and I don't know who will provide the French emotion that F1 needs. Who's going to eat lunch? Basically, to sub, sum, sum up Cyril, all he did was cry and eat lunch. <laughs> Which, honestly, how can you not relate to the man? Totally relatable. Miss him a lot. Please come back, Cyril. Please do. The first driver for Alpine is Fernando Alonso, who used to be the king of Spain before Carlos entered the scene. And that's because Fernando was also similar to Kimi, a two-time world champion, and then retired for a little bit and then returned to F1. Yes. As you can tell, we have a bit of a senior citizen center coming up and on the the grid yeah on the middle in the middle of the pack they're just rolling by (laughs) with their walkers (laughs) but they're having a blast that's why they're here um we um believe that uh fernando alonso who i keep calling alfonso in my head um returned to f1 after retiring for a year um to collect the helmets of every f1 driver Every single one, even the bad ones. I, I don't know why. Obviously needs to make a living when he does leave F1 for good. So this should bring in Do some it. money. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure how much Mazepin's helmet is going to make him. But sure, maybe his father will it's, buy the helmet. He has to sell it as a collection. Oh, right. Well, he has a huge collection, like everyone's helmet, before he came back this year. So I guess he's taking all the newbies. That's why they're all young, because he has all the old ones. It's like taking people's souls. <laughs> <laughs> like Little Mermaid, they won't be able to drive until... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a bizarre concept. Yes, but um, I'm glad he's happy. He's having a great time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's doing all right. He's doing pretty good. He had a bit and of an adjustment a- period. But yeah, and he has a good attitude. He's just there to enjoy the atmosphere. Yeah. The second driver at Alpine is Esteban Ocon, who is who? No one knows. <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> Never yeah. notice him. Yeah. He's tall, skinny, and French. He blends in. We rarely think about him, but he's there. The next team is Williams, which is the feeder team to Mercedes. And it is an iconic F1 team. Um, They used to win a crap ton back in the day. Um, Unfortunately, they are now iconic in name only because the family, the Williams family that owned them, left. So the current team principal is Jost Capito, who was somewhere in the Williams organization and recently stepped in a few weeks ago to replace Simon Roberts, who was the team principal before that. And the first driver for Williams is George Russell. He's um, very British. He's tall. He's skinny. He wears light wash skinny jeans like every British man I know. They're a little too short for him because he's so tall. He's got a bit buggy eye situation going on. Um, And he um, is very, very keen. Nice, but very keen to prove himself. So George really wants to be the second driver for Mercedes, and that's caused a lot of tension and drama between him and Bottas, because Bottas is kind of underperforming this season, so George is, like, very scrappy and feisty, and we don't know what's going to happen, but 
George is really trying to get into the points to prove himself to Toto. Yes. I mean, good for him. Every time I see him try to do something, I just hear him going, Look at me! Toto, look! Woo! Yeah. Um, and he's good. He's stuck in a really bad car. Like, ninth worst car on the grid. So, the fact that he even gets remotely close is very impressive. The second um, driver on Williams is Nicholas Latifi. Yes. And he's Canadian. Yep. The next team and the final team is Haas. The absolute worst team on the grid. Um, They are owned by the American Gene Haas. Um, It is the only American-owned team. And given how well they're doing, we know why America doesn't really participate. Part of the reason why they suck so bad is because they outsource everything. (laughs) Um, So they just get parts made from separate suppliers and then assemble the cars in order to save money, which is a very American thing to do. But this has caused major problems in like the past few years because their car just like kind of stopped working and it literally took like months to even diagnose what the problem was. I don't even know if they diagnosed it because to this day, they're working on improving their cars to work. But yeah, it just shows when you outsource things, you have less quality control. Exactly. America, right? Yep. Sometimes it works. (laughs) Sometimes. (laughs) Good tagline. (laughs) Um... (laughs) So, for the team principal of Haas, it's Gunther Steiner, and we're in love with Gunther. Yes, obsessed. Important to note the rest of his family. His wife is named Gertrude, and his daughter is named Greta. So, they're Gunther, Greta, and Gertrude Steiner. Gunther is Italian, actually. But he yeah. grew up and his family lives in the German-speaking part of Italy. Yeah, at the very top. Yep. And <laughs> Gunther he does has... not sound Italian. No, no. Very... He's pretty German, I think. But more like humorous German, not scary German. No, if he was real German, he would not be working at such a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> no structure. <laughs> Gunther has no eyebrows, which may come as a shock to hear, but... Go back to Drive to Survive and watch his interviews because once you see it, you can't unsee it. Literally, our friend pointed it out to us like three seasons in and we were like, no, he's just wearing a hat. (laughs) Then it panned to him. He never wore a hat. I don't think he's ever worn a hat. Nope. (laughs) Love Um, Gunther, though. Yeah, no. Gunther's hilarious because he's just always on the brink of barely holding it together. (laughs) Which we've all been there, but this is Gunther's daily life where shit hits the fan so much, all he can do is laugh about it or occasionally he does scream about it. (laughs) Yes. Um, What's the quote? God, what's the quote that he said? Gene, I don't know what happened. We came, we could have been a bunch of rock stars. Instead, look what happened. We are a fucking bunch of wankas. (laughs) That really sums him up, but imagine a better accent. (laughs) After that disastrous race where 
both the Haas cars had pit stops that caused them to retire and they ended up being a bunch of wankers. <laughs> At the next race, there was like a press conference and an audience member asked Gunther, so are you going to be rock stars or wankers today? <laughs> and Gunther's like, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So the first driver in Haas, which is not saying much, um, is Mick Schumacher. Um, name might sound familiar, and that is because his father is a racing legend, Michael Schumacher. Um, they are both named Michael. Um, he has won the uh, world championship seven times. Um, Lewis is matched to him, so he has to beat Michael's record. Um, and so Mick is actually a, good, a really good driver. Um, he won the F2 championships. It's almost impossible to tell when he's driving a Haas, which I'm sure is very frustrating for him and everyone involved. But it's great for Haas. They have a good name. They have, like, a big name on their team. Um, and hopefully Mick's not stuck there for too long. I think there just was a lack of openings elsewhere. But I think people do recognize, like, he's a good driver. So I'm sure he'll get picked up by someone when the time is right. Yes. And he's a very sweet boy. Yes, he's he super very- nice. Yeah. Okay, last but certainly not least. Or kind of. Actually, he's the least. <laughs> Literally um, the least. <laughs> yeah, he's dead last. <laughs> is Nikita Mazepin. His um, father is a Russian oligarch who bought the Haas team, which we're happy for, for Gunther. Um... And I guess we're happy for Nikita because he got a seat. His father bought him a seat, similar to Lawrence. But um, Lance is actually a pretty decent driver. Nikita seems to have never driven just, like, a car before. Sometimes it seems that way. He doesn't know how to use his mirrors to get out of people's way. No. Which is a skill you could have learned in a road car. I know how to do that. Um... He um, also spins a lot, um, so he's been nicknamed the Mazaspin. And to illustrate Gunther's lovely sense of humor, um, he recently purchased him a spinning top and said, next time you feel like spinning the car, spin this instead. They did laugh about it, and so I feel like that was obviously poking fun and bringing some levity into an otherwise very depressing season for Haas like they truly are always last or like did not finish and (laughs) Mazepin's always like spinning everywhere so of course that's a negative thing but Haas has really tried to reframe this in many ways (laughs) first saying they're they don't give a they don't care this season because they're investing everything into their 2022 car so they're like ignore us and then we can't ignore them because Mazepin's spinning all over the place. And so they got him a top and they're trying to make this a fun thing. And so, I mean, I respect that. It's like sometimes you just really suck. You can't let that Get just be a negative space. Yeah, you can't just like live in that. You have to like bring the positive out. So I appreciate Gunther's efforts. Same. And I do. Re- so I respect Nikita's ability to laugh it off. He seems to be quite jovial, given the fact that 
most people seem to hate him. He's terrible at his job. The entire world is watching him be terrible at his job. Um, and everyone knows he didn't earn it. Given all of that, he's got a great attitude. <laughs> but, like, people... So he had some questionable rumors about him. He's done some... Sh- yeah. questionable things um he looks very russian which makes him just like a built-in villain because yes. everyone in movies that are villains are russian <laughs> so he just he looks really really russian but he he's good about it well that concludes the grid we hope you enjoyed this little unbiased rundown <laughs> I don't know. Hope you guys keep listening. Um, And if you don't yet, please follow us on Instagram, BoxBoxF1Pod. We're also on TikTok. And reach out. We'd love to hear from you. So, BoxBox! BoxBox!